1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello. Today is a day that I get to bring a guest to you. I love these days because I get to just be super curious And a term that so many of us business owners do not like is, can I pick your brain? But guess what? I have a podcast and that's what you get to do. And people actually want you to do it. So um, I'm so excited to have Ivan here on the podcast and to give you a little bit of background of like, hey, how did Ivan, you know, come into Tina's orbit is, it was actually at a wedding. And uh, (laughs) it was was so fun. Ivan was actually the uh, photographer at one of my friend's weddings that I was in. And I got to experience him as a part of this, I guess, play that we were all a part of. And I've never had an experience like this before uh, with a vendor from an event. And he just left a complete impression on me that I followed him on social media. I still follow him. I, you know, have, we've been working on getting him on this podcast for a while, Our schedules are a little bonkers, but here we are. Um, And so Ivan, I just want to thank you so much for saying yes and for being here, for just being an awesome human. So I'd love for you to share just a tiny bit of like, how did you get into photography? How did you get to where you're at right now? And now, you know, just disclaimer, uh, we won't be here for 24 hours. So (laughs) a life story, probably not, but like a little snippet of what you're up to. That's so good. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, internet friends. Glad to be here. <laughs> I am, I'm Ivan, like Tina said, a Midwest and traveling wedding photographer. Um, it, the story is kind of weird and random, and I feel like it's that for a lot of business owners. So if you're listening and you're a business owner, you probably relate. I was going to be an architect (laughs) (laughs) of all the things that was the plan. My childhood dream was to be an architect. Um, And really randomly, I went from playing Sims 3 when I was a kid and like designing like the little homes on there and doing all the extracurriculars to get into architecture school and then almost dropped out of college uh I think seven days before I started my freshman year of college because I got asked if I wanted to do a youth pastor internship and I thought it was a pretty cool idea and my type a brain was like this is ruining my plan so (laughs) I was like really I was really starting to um devote my life um devote my life to the Lord um and I got on my knees and I was like I don't know what to do I don't know where we're going to go. And long story short, I feel like I need to go to college, but I shouldn't be doing architecture. And so I honestly, I was sitting in, this is really funny, Tina. I was sitting in a mall parking lot, I think, scrolling on my phone for random degrees to try because I didn't know what to do. And I found a marketing communications degree. And I thought it was a, it was like organizational leadership and media and that type of thing. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll try it. 
And that led me into an interest in media, which led me to an interest in photography. I took a camera to Arizona that that winter just to like take some random landscape photos. And a year later, I started a business that I did not think I would take full time. And now I have been doing that ever since. <laughs> oh my goodness. So give me an idea. Like how long, I don't, I don't even know how long have you been a photographer? That, that trip was, um, that trip was a little over five years ago. So it'll be okay. six years this winter. fall. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Your, our stories are more similar than I thought. So I actually also wanted to go for architecture and I got talked out of it. I went and visited a college and it sounds wild to me. I mean, this was, you know, oh gosh, I feel this makes me feel really old, but this was like 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. And I was told by one of the professors, like, you know, this is a really male dominated industry basically trying to talk me out of it. And he did. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm on the path God wants me to be on, but I can't believe I let someone talk me out of something like that. And then Sims, that's so funny. You bring up Sims. Okay. My daughter is highly addicted. And now just that is absolutely going to make her want to listen to this podcast that you talked about Sims. She's it's bad. It's bad. It's It's fantastic game. game. I was just on there just like, just like making all my bougie homes. And I was like, this is going to be me on CAD someday when I'm building my own house. (laughs) Yeah. So she's all about like all the naming of all the families and she, you know, all the things I'm like, oh my goodness. It's it's too funny. Too funny. I love it. Okay. So now we're in the world. You're been doing photography for, for six years and you've really niched down in the world of weddings. And so I love that. I mean, I think that it's, you know, a little bit more common for photographers to realize that, you know, niching down makes sense. So you're dealing with the same things. You have the same regular schedule, but when you're starting out, it's a little nerve wracking, right? To go, Hey, I'm just going to work with this. So how did you get yourself from, I've got a camera, I'm on a trip. This is what I'm going to do to now here six years, only six years later. Cause I think that's a pretty short amount of time to be like, this is what I do. How'd you get there? That's a great question. Yeah, I that that's so real. I really relate with that. I started with like landscape and like products and then people and then oh. seniors and then weddings. Okay. So it was a random hodgepodge of me trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I think ultimately, and th- this kind of, this is something I've lived by that I've shared with other business owners that I've gotten to encourage and like, um, help over the years before I ever picked up a camera when I when I was studying organizational leadership and marketing I I I this idea of starting a business one day sparked which is so funny because it was it wasn't very long after that that this happened but I was like one day I want to start a business and I think I want to do like consulting or coaching or something like that mm-hmm. business owners and I remember sitting in my dorm room and I was like asking myself like what would your purpose be in doing that? And I I remember like kind of like talking to myself and I was like, I want to empower people, I think is the main thing that I want to do is I want to empower people um, and in, encourage them to see them walking in joy, to see them walking in freedom. And that 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 does relate deeper to my story finding Jesus. Um, but 
when it came to photography, everything was litmus tested or on that goal of empowering people. So eventually in my sea of finding things, it was always going to end up with how do I empower people? Because that was my goal in the first place of even wanting sort of business before I even knew it was media related. So that really landed me personally with weddings. I did seniors and that was how I really got my start in the, in the photography world. But I, I was allowed, allowed, I say, cause I did not know what I was doing <laughs> at the time. I, I was allowed to second shoot a wedding. <laughs> um, that first, that first fall. Um, and I was with the groomsmen and I was just like hyping them up and this guy on his wedding day and they're having so much fun. And I remember driving away on the gravel road to go to the church that day. And I was like, I could do this. Like that was so life-giving. And a week later, I was like, I got to do this. I got to start a business. Like this is what I want to do. That's awesome. I have complete goosebumps because I'm just, I'm thinking about the, like the experience that I had with you at the wedding just seeing you like light up the room completely and people be being attracted to you on the dance floor with your camera. And I actually remember this. I don't know if you will, but you were on the dance floor and you're like, I got to go. And you like left and then you came yep. back. Like, yep. leave and I just and I think you did that like a couple times and maybe that's for you but it was like no I need an encore like I what am I doing leaving I've got to come back (laughs) I think about that I actually I I'm pretty sure I thought about that a week ago like I think about that often (laughs) like and and for those who weren't there I also ripped my pants um (laughs) at this wedding and had to borrow jeans from someone and I still have a picture of me trying on these jeans that were way too big for me. It was a great day. It's a great day. <laughs> you know, you're like having a lot of fun when you rip your jeans as yep. before at the wedding. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, there were so many things too. I think that to, to go back to the like, getting to the point where wedding became your thing, because as I think about being a, photo- a wedding photographer, you got one shot, like, you can't be like, hey, could everyone come back tomorrow? Like, I didn't quite get the shot I needed or like it just didn't quite work out. Now, of course, we're not working with film anymore, um, but that would even be more nerve wracking, you know. Um, so that part of it has to be the like maybe reason why people don't necessarily usually jump right to weddings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, the trusting, real. the like, do I got this? Is lighting going to be whatever, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's definitely something I've seen in photographers um, who are even trying to get into weddings um, now. I've seen that where they're like, I'm running. I'm not going there. I have people all the time be like, I don't know why you do that and how you do that. And I think it does go back to what is the what is the overarching purpose and the why behind your business? Um, and if, if you know that and you're clear on that, you can handle anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. And I love too, that you said, you know, how life giving, uh, your work is, you know, that you're, you're hanging out with the grooms and the groomsmen and you're like, this is so life giving when that could be a really stressful thing. So, you know, you're in 
your spot, what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Because you're so ingrained in that, I know that you really have a passion for helping other business owners and educating them and specifically in the creative field, right? Photography, videography, all of that, helping them incorporate and figure out how can it be a business owner? Because I'm I, I'm going to assume that, and this is maybe not a great assumption, but I don't know, that when people get a camera, they're like super passionate about the photography, but the business aspect, right? I mean, I think that that's probably pretty accurate, right? It is. Uh, <laughs> see, I feel like, Oh man, it's, I feel like it's part of, it's, it's a little, 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 little teeny part of my life's work. I feel like right now is just being able to encourage and empower business owners to intentionally lead their businesses. I I said this at, I said this at an in-person workshop last year that I had the honor of hosting. I was like, I know some of you are looking at me right now with the things we're talking about. And you're like, do we have to deal with any of this? I'm a creative. I just want to be an artist. And I, I, I flat out, I was like in the room, I was like, I love that you're creative and I love that you're an artist and I never want you to lose, lose that, but you are a business owner. And you need to know how to lead a business. And we all need that as business owners. I th- I think that it's so easy to take a passion and want to monetize it. Um, and taking a passion, monetizing it is very different than leading a business that gets attacked by the economy and life and the different factors of the world. Um, it's, it's so different to, to uphold and maintain and scale that. Um, and so... I I hope that even in this conversation, as people are listening, that they're able to take at least one thing away as, as business owners um, that will allow them to actually make intentional decisions or maintain or scale or grow or allow their businesses to be healthy because it is different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of one of my business coaches will often like ask us business owners, what are the 20 problems that you solve? what would you, how would you answer that? Or how would you help people? I guess other photographers. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very simply put, um, I, I believe, and I aspire to help photographers lead and live intentional businesses and lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and I aim to do that through like in-person events and different resources. Um, and, I put out things before or coaching sessions, whatever I can provide that helps someone intentionally lead their businesses. And when I say intentional, I mean, if you every single day you wake up and make a decision in your business, you are intentionally making that decision, not based on fear, um, not based on comparison, not based on the market, um, but based on the specific problems that you solve, the reason behind your business and the why you're doing that. And that's different for everybody. Sometimes it's similar. Um, But I believe if we as, as coaches can curate resources that help people do that, they will actually be empowered to do it themselves. And I, that was my original goal in, in owning a business before I ever even did anything was to empower. And so it goes back to that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So this is kind of like a maybe 180 uh, question here, but I'm always curious about this when there isn't a really strong parameter around this or like a total bubble around this, but like pricing, 
Like that has to be a question you get from people you're coaching. And then of course, every, every single bride is asking that question, right? So how, what, what, what do you use to make that decision on, I'm going to charge X amount for this, whatever. Right. That this is, this is, yes, this is really good. And this is definitely a question that, um, I've gotten over the years. Um, I, well, how do I put this one? I will start by saying, um, for anyone who's looking to price themselves, if you're a photographer and you're listening to this and you're looking to price yourselves, um, this, this is a conversation that can be super, super like nuanced and drawn out, but also be super simple. There's so many ways to tackle this. Um, but I do think that there's some good parameters to kind of go off of that I'll kind of touch on here. So when you're pricing yourself, I think that it's really important to look at what does it cost me to do business practically and what are my what are my revenue goals for what I need to make in order to feed and support my family right. or to meet like my, my personal goals? Um, and then also the third thing to take into consideration is what is what is the structure in which I want to price myself um, in order to um, attract a certain clientele. I'll break down that third one. So I said um, revenue, what you need to make to bring home. Yep. Um, and I also said cost of doing business. Now the third one, pricing structure, there are a lot of different ways to price. Some people price them like an a la carte model of their services. Some people do um, different packages. Some people do customized options. Um, some people do like a more like a more value-based um, approach of pricing where they're really looking at um, the value, the time it takes to do the service, that type of a thing. There's so many different ways to price. And I think deciding how you're going to structure is really important once you figure out what you need to make. Um, I think a general rule of thumb is to take into consideration for photographers, at least like what you're billing for, what you're charging for and the, the, the weight and the time you're going to take to do that thing. Pricing for a couple session is very different than pricing for a wedding. Um, if you're going to have an 18 month relationship with a couple and do X, Y, Z, this and this and that, the way that that is valued and priced at with the cost of doing business and what you need to profit is way different. So I think if you can, as a business owner, determine the cost, determine the revenue, and then determine the structure, it'll kind of help you um, be able to determine like, this is what it should cost. I can't ever say like, bam, you should charge X, X, whatever, um, because it, it is, it's so nuanced. Um, but I can say that I do see often that people, um, how do I put this? People typically, and we've all done this, you choose random numbers that you don't understand um, <laughs> yep. because you know, you need to make something and you see that other people around you are charging that. And you know that some clientele are coming to you being like, oh, well, so-and-so charges this, right. um, that, that is not a way to price yourself. And if I, if anyone gets anything from this specific part of the conversation, do not do that. Yeah. 
It yeah. is a surefire way to be stressed, discouraged, and lack worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's it's probably easy too, as as maybe you're having conversations with people on how to price. Um, you know, either you're in that comparison game that you were just talking about, or you're you're looking for advice from it. And for me, along with how I've priced things throughout the years from my marketing company and now my you know group membership is what feels right to me too. And I love the parameters you gave on how to price because that works for photographers, but it works for coaches. It works for, you know, anyone that gets to decide what they're charging. My husband right now is putting together a, um, a program, uh, for, um, he's a personal trainer and for executives. And so it's, it is, it is one of those things that you're like, okay, you know, if I'm going to their location, it's going to be a little different unless they're coming to our location and, you know, how far am I driving and all of that. The other piece that I just feels like sort of a nightmare is I'm sure you've, you know, it also would be for photographers is the idea of having to write a proposal 52 times, like, you know, for every weekend. I mean, I know it's more, you know, busier in the summer, but, um, you know, writing up a proposal all the time probably is like, oh man, you, you have to factor that into your time too. So if it's going to take you three hours to write a proposal, um, you're, you're chunking away at, you know, the amount of money that you can actually make. So it's nice to have stronger parameters probably from the beginning as well. So I, yes, I love that you just said from the beginning too, because like, we, I, this is my experience. I'll be fully candid with, with the, the mistakes that I made. And I see, uh, I see some of us make when we get into business owning, like we are like, oh, I'm going to get clients in the door first. I am, all I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to get scrappy and try everything and get clients in the door. I, I totally think there is a place for that, especially if you have no business, no attraction to your offer. Like you got to get people in the door. However, like you, the thing I, the thing I think that we could maybe do better um, as we start business owning or start businesses and create different offers is um, really having a general intentional plan in the beginning um, that allows us to have something to anchor to. It, it is, it is so, and I'm sure you've seen this, it is so common to get years into business, business um, management and be like, what the heck am I even doing? I don't even <laughs> like, I don't even really know. I'm, I am making money, but like, I'm not really sure if I'm really retaining any of it. And I don't even know if I like what I'm doing. Like, like that, that's so easy to do if we don't like first sit down and process what am I doing? Why am I doing? How am I going to deliver it? Is there a market for this? What is it going to price at? And all of those things are going to change in every season of business. Maybe the why will not change at its core, but it'll kind of like get different, but all of these things are going to change and that's fine. But when there's no plan, you're just going to be throwing out numbers and (laughs) plans and then wake up in five years and be like, I don't know. I'm confused. And I don't want that for any of us, you know? Yeah. You know, you said something there and the like, do I even like what I'm doing? I remember very vividly when I had my marketing company that one of my first hires was a graphic designer and that's what I had gone to school for. So the decision I was making by hiring her is like, I was taking off my plate, the one thing that I actually, 
I did, you know, I did in, in the company still that I went to school for, I should say, I did lots of things, but like that was, and, and all of a sudden I'm handing it off to her and I'm like, Oh, wait, that's what I actually want to do more of. And that's good. Yeah. you know, in that moment, now I'm not there now, I'm not designing things for people on a regular basis. I'm more in the coaching mode, but even that the conscious decision to not create another agency and, and start doing work for people for me was, was big because I want to, like, as I'm coaching people, they need help so often with their websites and so often with their design or one pages and all of this, I can do that. I can do all of those things, but I literally have to, when I get on a coaching call with people, I have to say to myself, do not offer, do not make, do not say yes, do not, do not say yes. And so what it's, it's made me have to do because I do not want staff is to uh, refer business out. And that actually has been really beautiful. It's been really fun to be able to do rather than, Hey, I need everyone under my umbrella. I can say, Oh, I have someone that can help you run your uh, email software. I have someone that can help you with your lead pages site. I have someone that can help you with, you know, some one page design and I get to just coach on it. And so that's been a neat you know, kind of phase and step. So I get to show up and I get to coach and that's, that's really what I good. do. Right. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. And now you can really like do, now you can really do the, the genius zone that you want to do because yes. you're like giving that out. And the, and then it's also like allowing those business owners who are getting ref, like referrals from you to also have like a connection to you. Like that's so, I love that. That's really yeah. good. It feels good because like you said, will I like it? No, if I'm like halfway into designing, you know, someone's site, I'm so annoyed that I said, yes, it doesn't matter how much I price it out at. Mm-hmm. As you know, sometimes people will say, well, price it so high that you won't be annoyed, right? If you're doing it because you're making so much. I don't know if there's a price point for some of the things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would so rather bless someone else that is focusing on that area all the time. It's going to be better for the customer client as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about pricing because I think, and not that this is like a sell people on the idea of photography by any means, but I love, you know, getting into your mind about like about that world and how people choose people. And so this, I think has to do, and this could cover all different industries is how you choose who you're going to work with. And so people ask, you know, I know people ask photographers and anyone else who they're working is, what is this going to cost? Right. But what are other questions that you wish people were asking as a photographer, uh, beyond the, tell me about the cost, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, so we talked about the business owner side. So now we're kind of moving into the couple side, which is a very interesting, um, an interesting perspective, um, shift, I would say. Um, I, I've, I've done reels on this and I think on, on my social media, you can see that this is a topic I don't shy away from. (laughs) I, I think, from the perspective of choosing someone when it comes to, when it comes to vendors for a wedding or really any, any industry, I think that it is really important that we still start with our value of our why on what we want, what's important to us, what we're looking to get out of it. Mm 
Um, and we don't always know that, but like a good service provider or a good business should be able to answer that question for you yeah. in their communication, in their marketing, in their consultation. They should be able to answer that question of like the why and what you really want to get out of it. Um, and I think specifically with specifically with marketing help for business owners or weddings in particular, I think that if you have the value of what you're really looking for, it'll allow you to really like create a value scale for the things that you're buying. And I think that is how people should be making purchases. So I'll take weddings in particular, and that's like my main, my main niche in photography. I, I, I share this all the time with couples. If you have 26 things that you need to buy, um, do not do not go for the cheapest thing on everything first and it is not a knock it's not a knock on any service provider and what they what they charge cheap is such a relative word cheap could mm -hmm. be 50 grand cheap could be two dollars it, it's such a relative word right but what i do mean by that is i often will see people have wedding regret or remorse after their wedding because they didn't invest more into something that they actually cared about because they were looking at um getting more of a bang for their buck, but they spent more on something else that wasn't super high on their list. And so I'll share this with people. I'll be like, create a dump list of the five to 10 things. And this can, this literally could work for any industry, anything, but specifically with weddings, I'll tell people like create a dump list. Don't even have organization on it. Everything you actually want, forget about the budget, write everything you actually want and why. Have a date night with your person and like get scrappy and be honest about why you want it and what about your heart makes you want that thing. And then out of that five to 10 list, create a top like three to five list of the most important things in that list to you based on that conversation. And then create a top three list. Now you've anchored your list and all the things that you said you wanted, you know, these top three things are very important to me to have because of this heart posture thing. So now when you're going to a vendor or a, a venue or a service provider or trying to get a product or whatever the case may be, you have something to stack it against. So you now know specifically for weddings. I'm not, let's say catering is my number six, but DJs are my number one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to invest more in catering yeah. if, if okay. the experience the DJ is going to bring to the people I want to feel safe and cared for at my wedding is my mm -hmm. number one. Do not do that. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, I see people do that. And I think if, if as, as long as we are creating that value list, we're not going to make those mistakes. And so it'll be easier for us to say, you know, I may get DJs, for example, I may get my DJ that I want under the, the budget point that I was maybe have it in my head. Maybe I don't really have one, but I made one up because someone asked me like, <laughs> but if I do have one, I now know, oh, maybe I'll get it under, but maybe it's a little bit more, but that's okay because it was my number one. That means I have to shift my two and three because it's my number one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, you know, as you were saying that, I was like, wow, this is so applicable for business as well, because you think about the things that when you're starting out a business that you, you, you know, quote unquote, think you need, right? Your website and business cards and logo and, you know, the list actually goes on and on, right? And so you could do the same thing. You could do exactly the same thing. Do this 
you know, kind of make a dump list and then create the you know top three to five things that you're going to focus on that you want to make sure is like every networking event you show up with the coolest business cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe your website is farther down on that list and it's simply a one page, simple, simple site, which is doable now these days. You don't have to pay $10,000 for a website anymore. Like gone are those days for a solopreneur to have to invest that high, um, you know, in our, in our marketing material and such. So I love that. The like wedding regret. Uh, I have one and I just have to share it. I didn't do engagement pictures and it just Uh, bugs me. Like I never get to go back to like 2005 and do engagement pictures again. And so my hubby and I have our wedding pictures, which I feel like engagement pictures are something more that I would have up on the wall still wedding Mm -hmm. pictures. And then the next time we have professional pictures is when we had our baby. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, we don't, we don't have that. So I have the regret, um, you know, that I didn't do that aspect and, and I was pre Pinterest wedding. And so that definitely, I didn't, I don't have all the Pinteresty uh, things and that's, that's totally fine. So right. anyways, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have created Pinterest <laughs> earlier <laughs> to be able to have a more Pinteresty type thing. So, oh my goodness, this has been so great. I love that we've like literally covered so many topics. I I knew that this would be like a good back and forth on uh, so many good things. And so niching down on weddings, I think is just so cool that we were able to touch on that. And then also the fact that you have a heart for these, you know, photographers and helping them, these creatives with coaching, you know, educating them because it's a lonely road out there in small business ownership. And I just want to encourage anyone that's listening to this you know, if, if you're in the creative field and Ivan's your person, you're like, I'm jiving with this guy. Awesome. If you do not yet have a coach or a mentor in your field, find one. I I cannot tell you how much your life will be absolutely changed. I like goosebumps again. We got the Holy spirit on the podcast today (laughs) because it is, it's like, it will lightning speed your business and your mindset is huge helps give you foundations uh, for your business. And honestly, your coach or mentor, just being a few steps ahead of you in the area, let's say you're a photographer and you've been in it for 10 years, but you're still really spinning your wheels, right? You're like, I'm not actually making an income here. I'm wasting my weekends or my nights. And I'm not, I haven't niched down yet just because Ivan's only at the six year mark. That doesn't matter. There's a, there's a spot that they may know more than you in that area, not just from time. It's not just time that makes you wise in in a space. So I just want to encourage everyone out there, find a coach of some sort and apply some of those same things that we talked about on pricing, right? Questions to ask, you know, set up the list. What do you want? Like when I've looked for a coach, it's it's about what I'm currently wanting to expand on, That's right? So my good. first coach was on sales. Like, I'm like, I don't have this sales thing down. Like this seems, there are so many books on sales. There's so many coaches. So that's where I went. Like I found a sales coach to focus on sales. Then I found a numbers coach and then I found a, you know, a marketing coach. And so it's, it's, you know, those, you know, yes. Could I have the same coach forever? Sure. Probably. But it was really nice to find different 
um, aspects that worked for me in that. So Ivan, I'm so glad you were here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, especially in the beginning of summer photography wedding Ooh. season. I love it. Um, is there any last words of wisdom or anything you want to leave with our Tina Talks audience? Thanks for having me, Tina Talks. Um, <laughs> if there's one thing I would leave everyone is, I would say that doing doing business without purpose is um is not worth it um so if you're feeling if you're feeling weary and and tired and discouraged right now i just want to encourage you um to go on a walk and smell the roses today and give yourself the permission and the space to process your purpose um that way you can do things more intentionally and also be more present. So. So good. So good. Uh, thank you to the audience for uh, listening. You may already be out walking. So now just turn the mic off or turn the, you know, take your earbuds out and uh, listen to your own voice. I love that advice. Doing business without purpose, purpose isn't worth it. So great. So I will put links to all the places you can find Ivan on the web. Um, following him on social media is inspiring, whether you're in the industry or not. So thank you, Ivan, for being a bright light in this world. And thank you all again for listening. And we'll be back on the Tina Talks podcast next week.